welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Planning Face Syndicate. This is episode 85. One man should be able to make a difference if he's powerful enough. That's right. Tonight, we are going to be talking about LVO results because my man, Count Dooku, somehow has won LVO. And I'm telling you, we're here for it. I'm here for it, baby. Anyway, long story short, we're going to be talking a lot about LVO. We're going to break down the top 16. There is actually enough unique lists. I really wanted to go through the full top 16, as well as a few lists that I've personally chosen um, to talk about that didn't make cut, but should probably be considered if you're looking at going to a tournament. We're also going to be talking a little bit about Kyber Cup, talking about the final standings, um, not final standings, I apologize, the round three standings, uh, how our team did, <coughs> thanks to JJ today. And then we're also going to be doing our roll call segment where we talk about underutilized and underappreciated pilots. With that being said, I have a quick announcement I want to make. Um, just to kind of, we did post it on our Facebook earlier, but to just kind of make it public, Charles has chosen to officially step down from the podcast. Um, as of tonight, he is no longer part of Planning Face Syndicate. He said that he may come on and guess, but he's kind of lost some of his drive to play x-wing and didn't want to muddle the show down um if he didn't feel the desire to be able to contribute so he has taken a step back for now um probably permanently unless somehow he gets his desire up when he comes to adepticon um which i don't know if he's gonna come but if he does come to hang out with us at adepticon um hopefully maybe we can help revitalize that spirit if not we are currently just going to remain with the two hosts me and jj for this current time as we look to see if we want to replace um, or just keep bringing guest hosts on. I like bringing guest hosts on. It's kind of fun. Speaking of guest hosts, tonight we have two, two, not just one, but two guest hosts from two other podcasts that will be joining us tonight. So without further ado, let's bring in Alex from the Best Spin Benchwarmers. How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm great. How are you? Good. We are also going to bring first timer to the show. Chris from yet another X-Wing podcast. How are you doing tonight, sir? I am fantastic. I'm excited. It was great X-Wing day. It was. It was like one of those things where you just kind of don't know what's going to happen. And then somehow a separatist list that nobody's ever seen before wins. I, I don't know. I'm happy. So <laughs> I like it. Also joining us is my guest or not my guest, my co-host, JJ from a hotel in the middle of Connecticut. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing all right. Uh, just hanging out here in an undisclosed hotel here in the middle of Connecticut uh, for, for work purposes. I'm going to be out here for a few weeks. Uh, so you may see varying backgrounds over the next few weeks for me. Uh, but yeah, excited to be here. And man, what a final for LVO. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, that is awesome. So. Let's let's go real quickly. Um, since Chris, you have not been on the show before, why don't you go around, introduce yourself, introduce your podcast, just so everybody knows where they can find you. I have your Spotify link in our description, so anybody able to check you out. Um, but go ahead. Let's let's just hear a little bit about what your show's about. Sure, it's about X-wing, of course. Ta-da! Uh, my name is Chris. Call me Kylo. Chris on Discord, and I run the podcast. Yet another X-wing podcast, Yaxby. And you can find us on Spotify as well as Apple. And it was basically, I think, this 
last week we actually hit a full year actually um sneaky pete i call him he started the podcast uh over a year ago we were talking about it and then finally you know when somebody talks 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 and never something never happens i thought that was gonna happen and it did not happen he actually got it started uh, we try to go weekly and announce and release episodes on wednesdays and talk about x-wing talk about star wars and just have a really grand old time awesome and then, of course, you know Alex uh, from the bench, Best Spin Benchwarmers. Alex was on last week. Alex is back to join us for all sorts of fun. So, our week was, I, I feel that was a pretty good weekend. I will say I'm very saddened. I didn't get to go to LVO, but my pocketbook is very happy I didn't go to LVO. So, um, my, my wife would not have been happy if I had just decided to up and get one of the $400 flights uh, to... Las Vegas, and even if I didn't pay for a hotel and just crashed on someone's floor, it was still $400. She probably would not have been happy with me spending Just saying. Got to get some miles, man. Jet blue miles. <laughs> That's true. I don't fly. I don't. Since the pandemic, we don't really go anywhere. <laughs> we just don't go anywhere. <laughs> like, at almost at all. So it's kind of one of those things where I actually do have some miles that I have to use up this year. Um, but. Uh, I will probably be saving those. We're going to do a planning phase syndicate tournament at some point this year. And hopefully we can nail some of those times down so I can arrange travel down there for that and sleep nice. on JJ's couch. <clears throat> Actually did my, yeah. uh, I bought the tickets for LCQ uh, for the last chance. Well, just mostly just for my miles, man. It was very cheap for the flight. Uh, yeah, that'll be fun. You'll, we'll have to hang out. I, I have, so far for my locals, I'm the only one going. Uh, nobody else could get tickets. Uh, we are hoping JJ gets tickets. Uh, I'm hoping JJ gets his tickets. Otherwise, I guess I, I room by myself or I'm going to room with Greg. So I don't know. I'm going to either sleep on Greg's couch uh, from Nickel City or I'm going to have my own hotel room, I guess. Because I booked my hotel room last summer um, in anticipation for Adepticon. Because the rumor was is um, it was going to be pretty big. So... Well, all right. Well, why don't we start off? I think all of us are in Kyber Cup, correct? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we're going to talk a little bit about Kyber Cup. So we'll, we'll, who, wants, who wants to start? Who wants to start out with, with what the record is at the end of week three? Well, let's start with me because I'm sure I'm at the bottom of everyone and then we can only get better from there. <laughs> Our team went 0-3 this week. Oh, wow. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> it was rough. It was brutal. The games were that we lost by like a wide margin pretty much every game. It was great. Her <laughs> <laughs> asses kicked the whole time, but you know. Was it the the scenario or is it the like the matchups with the list? It was all of it. It was just all bad. It was mostly a lot of the Mark Grauberg. He thinks it's the matchups. I think it was just it was an off week for us. We just did not. No, no one stepped up. We were just kind of it was a slacking. It was awful. <laughs> you were all tired. Yeah, How about you, so Chris? No, one and two. Sorry. So you're one and two now. Oh, yep. Yeah. As a team, that's that's okay. Are you guys uh, technically? I, how many rounds is this? I, I don't know how many rounds this is. Five. How about five that? Rounds. Yeah, I want to say five rounds. Yeah. So you're not out of it yet, technically. <laughs> we are still participating in the tournament. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what cut's going to be, but I think yeah, I think I I think we you have to go like four and one. Yeah. Or better. Four and one. So now you're just playing for pride. Now you have a new goal. Just get a victory. 
Well, what we need you to do, Alex, is we need your team to knock off some of those other teams for us. So uh, uh, there you go. Yep, improve our our chances to get in. Yeah. <laughs> I had an actual... Uh, this was probably the most exciting week I think we've had, believe it or not. Um, we are one, a bunch of butter sticks. One, one, one. We had a tie this week. Uh, we won the first week. The second week, we got slaughtered by the Australians. And that was even more embarrassing because they're so nice. They're, all of them were just so nice. When you're losing, it's like, oh, I can't believe this happened. Oh, this is nice. Oh, oh, no. Oh, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't. It's impossible to get angry at them. Um, that was the last week. So then this week, we were playing a team, and I think they very nice, too. And they didn't have a victory yet. And Sneaky Pete, he lost. And then my match went, I, 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 you know, we were picking the matchups and I had some strategy and it did the opposite of what we wanted to do. Um, my match went to nine rounds. Oh, wow. And I, I haven't played 2.5 that long period. You know, it, it felt really good. It felt like the 2.0 days when you actually got a bunch of rounds in. Um, and it, we tied actually. Uh, and I took an early lead. I was flying a first order list. Uh, um, and then he actually, uh, I took like an early lead. I got the flippy floppies. I turned the, the scenario objectives to my to my favor. And um, we're dancing around. And then he comes back. He had Ray and Poe who hit like hammers. And then Ray went from one side of the mat to the other side of the mat. I'm like, what are you doing here? And then he had all the objective tokens, and then he tied it in the last round. And uh, I had to actually play a um, – I had a substitute for the third match, we were gonna, which was going to be the tiebreaker, quote-unquote. And uh, then uh, I won that one. So we got our first tie. So it was very dramatic, <laughs> very dramatic because of nine rounds, you know. How are you guys? So it sounds like you guys are doing good, actually. Uh, we're, we're doing okay. We dropped our first round one or two, one to two. And then last, did we win? Well, we had two and one tie, two wins and one tie yeah. last week. And then this week we had two wins and one loss. <clears throat> JJ. Um, hey, I have the best record on the team. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you, you, do, you do for this week and that's it. After this week, you will not. Um, but no, we had, um, my game was ultra close. Uh, I won 14 to 13 in the last, um, it was basically objective play. And I, so I made the mistake. So I'm flying two Aflax, uh, Django, um, and two droids. And I misset my dials for the Aflax. One was supposed to go four straight. The other one was supposed to do a one hard and come back in. Well, the four, one that did the four straight hit a rock, took two damage, of course. And then the one that one hearted never got touched. He actually took or uh, put enough damage into click to, to kill click in one round. So um, that was great. So he, between him, Django at range zero, and then the stupid iron assembler, we were able to take um, click down and kill him, which is essentially what won me the game. I think um, right there. And I rolled iron assembler, Three blanks to one crit, and of course the crit was best or X, and so it was an ion token. So somehow the iron assembler couldn't roll an effing squiggle or a focus. And so here's the iron assembler. Here's Django. Here's the iron assembler right here behind him on the rock. Here's freaking the Aflac here. 
And then here's DFS 81 over here. So he just has the one bank off the rock. And, you know, I just became fodder after that. But it was a fun game. That was was the game that you're facing off against a sinker, right? With Wolf and Jag. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, that was the one we were talking about last week, Alex. And um, I'll tell you what, if you if you waste your shots into sinker. You better get him off the board quick. Otherwise, it's not worth it. But he used sinker to some extent, like a kind of like you would a lat, literally for the rerolls and seventh fleet gunner. Sinker, I think, had one shot, maybe two shots the whole game. Two wow. shots the whole game because he would just reload the seventh fleet gunner. But you didn't want to shoot him because, you know, essentially he was always at range three of you to some extent. So um, I think I put, I had three damage into sinker by the end of the game. And I literally just won on objectives. So if I had not hit the rock with that Aflac, it probably would have been a little bit more. Um, it would have been a little bit less close because the Aflac died to a range three obstructed shot. So um, the worst. Yeah. But and what can you do? Yeah. That's what happens when you fly stupid three health wannabe aces. You know, that's what happens. I haven't yeah. seen sinkers since 2.0. Really? I haven't seen anyone use them. Yeah, I will. A bonkers list. It's. I will tell you. At first, I was a little weirded out by it, but it it puts the it puts the work in. And essentially, if you shoot into sinker and you spend all your shots into sinker, if you get sinker off the board, then you usually have then you have two full health. Um, uh, you have two other full health ships you have to deal with. Typically, that's because sinker has elusive. It's it's, it's all it's crazy. It was crazy. Um, and C three PO. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he was, if he rolled a blank, he just, he always, he always, every time had a squiggle. Sinker always, always had at least one squiggle, um, which is fine. I mean, like I said, it's, if you, I, the idea behind it is, is for the re-rolls and um, it worked out for Wolf and Jag when everybody was clustered together, but he couldn't, he got Django pinned down by running click through an obstacle <laughs> right into Django. And I should have done a four straight and I did a two straight. So I got blocked in there. But after that, you he, they they couldn't catch. I mean, they they chased Jango to the move and back. Um, That's ballsy. To run through an asteroid to get a, a block. Yep, that was. I didn't see that one coming, and I thought he was gonna do like a three hard or a three bank all the way over. Um, I didn't play watch your game, Greg. So I have no idea how your game went. I know you lost your game, twenty to twenty eight. <laughs> um, High score, but. But yeah, it was. It, I th- I th- I predicted he was going to go all in on the Aflac with two of his V wings, and instead he went through the obstacle and blocked Jake. <laughs> like, damn it, damn it, that sucked. Uh, but anyway, so moving on. Uh, looks like we have uh, nine, ten teams left that are three and zero. So next week, that means we will only have five teams left that are three and zero. And by the end of the tournament, that leaves what? One? One team will be five and oh? One ring to rule them all. Is that how that works? Yeah. That's or three. Right. Three to one to three or something like that. Yeah. So so that's pretty good. Um, if you look the you can look through the list. I, I didn't want to go through the list yet. I think we're gonna wait until we hit cut to see really go dive into anybody's list. Um, and we have enough lists to get through tonight that I really I'm yeah. not super excited to do it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, <sorry. laughs> 
but anyway, if you want to check them out, the standings, you can go ahead and look through the standings. You'll see a lot of people uh, from XCC that are up there in the top. Um, somehow Nickel City dropped. I was actually very surprised that Nickel City dropped uh, lower, um, lower down. I thought you guys would have been a little bit higher for it. But either which way, what we're going to do is we're going to move on to a little segment that I call underutilized and underappreciated pilots. All right. So what we're going to do for our roll call series tonight, we had a couple of users, fans of the show, submit two pilots they wanted us to break down that they felt were underutilized and underappreciated. So the goal of this series is to bring new life to list building with stuff that's not super popular. Last week, it was last week. Yeah, I think last week we covered um, Han running Neonub and Fenrao and then a bunch of different crazy crazy other stuff, crazy other uh, scum lists that are running Fenrao. Tonight we're going to cover Wrath and Bodica and I'm not going to say Bodica's last name because I'm just going to butcher it, butcher it. So there's that. What, what we do here is typically we're going to read the card and then we're going to, from there, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the lists or not lists, but some of the pilots we built out for it first. So let's start with Wrath and Chris, I'm going to give you the desire or the, the ability. Tell me what does Wrath do in that whisper? Wrath does uh, after she, after you perform a bullseye attack, you can, if you have one or more non-lock, red or orange tokens you may perform a bonus attack against a different object not the same a different object yep so it's kind of like a knife fighter right and that's typically what it, that's what it feels like i would say like the because they have the hard ones the little knife fight in there but they have the ability to also get out of dodge and then just also shoot you from the back as well um personally i don't have the balls to fly wrath i've tried it tried to get the double uh, attack, but I feel like uh, I feel like in order to get that, I ha usually have to have no uh, no tokens on me. So then I'm relying on, for example, predator or just like dice luck in order to get rerolls or mods. So it's a little scarier for me. I, I like I I need stuff that has room for error. <laughs> so <laughs> even though I love first order, uh, wrath I've tried a few times and I, I pass on it. It's good though. She I think she's a five as well. I don't know if it's a he or a she, but. Rath yeah, five. they're fourth five points and they come in at a nice I five. So you are getting up their ability to be able to outmaneuver, maybe uh, do some tricky little things with them um, for it. So I will listen before we get into the actual pilot real quick. What? So they say you may, if you have one or more non lock red or orange tokens. So obviously they think of jam, right? Like that's, I'm assuming they're saying you jam yourself. You're going to, you're going to take a, boost a rotate you're going to do a barrel roll you're going to do something crazy and you're just going to be unmodded so these become unmodded ships but what other orange or non-lock red tokens well could you have for me i was looking at like i built it out let me to go over the build out sure uh, but i built it out with predator ion cannon pattern analyzer and prout tradition because i'm hoping maybe uh, if you've maneuvered it correctly, hopefully to maybe do either one of the sloops 
or they have a uh, the, the 4K and a 5K, I believe. So then number one, you're getting that non-lock red token with the stress, correct? Then you do pattern analyzer, you could do some type of action. And you also have proud tradition where you could get a focus after that. So maybe it's like trying to be tricky with the uh, advanced maneuvers. And then that's how you're getting that ability to proc. Uh, and if you don't get the ability to proc, then, hey, I have ion cannon. You know, and, and I could mod myself and not not get a double attack. But I would need a lot more reps to fly to have the balls to fly. And it's also five points. It's 25% of your list. So I, right now, the FO pilots are hot. But, I mean, as far as Wrath is concerned, like, I don't know. It's something to think about. It's an I-5. Uh, I would build it out definitely with Pattern Analyzer and Proud Tradition, though, if you're going to go that way. So how about you, Alex? What would... If if you have to get, I don't know, you probably don't fly first order that often. Um, I think that's a Cody thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fly the whispers too often, no. Um, but the the proud tradition predator ion cannon pattern analyzer, I've seen that pretty much on every wrath build that I've seen. It seems to be pretty standard, um, which is solid. Uh, I think. The best part about him is that he's just an I-5 Whisper. I don't think anyone's really bringing him for the ability. Although, it is kind of funny if they actually do flip the Proud Tradition to False Tradition. Because then you just take the red focus. Then you have the double attack ready. Yeah. That's the only only way that I can see that being easy. Or having someone like a Hollow pass a Strats or something. If you're really trying to Rue Goldberg it or something. So yeah. that's that's not bad actually. I didn't think about that with Hollow. Hmm. Yeah, the other thing if you think about with Gideon, you're if you have Gideon in your list or uh, Malaris in your list, now that makes uh, that that's a lot of points. But either which either one of those can also give you that strain for the rerolls. So, um, the other way I had it Wrath build out, and this is crazy. This is a little different. This is Tanner's like separatist thinking but i put hlc instead because if you look when you look read this thing it just says a bullseye attack so it doesn't have to be your bullseye right it could, it could be hlc could be the attack as well then i put tra trick shot proud tradition and pattern analyzer which comes out to the um you know the, the full 15 points and the idea behind it is you get you get the one lined up for the bullseye you get your your focus, whatever you have to do. Um, and then you can basically use and shoot like another long range target. And it's just a free double modded attack or, or not double modded, a free extra attack where you can add dice to your, your front arc. Right. It is also worth noting that this is the only whisper pilot that has a cannon slot. All the other ones have missile slots. Mm -hmm. So you're really missing out on getting like a rocket off which sucks because that's just really funny to me. Yeah. So I, I, um, when this particular pilot came out, I actually flew this quite a bit. Um, and I did find a little bit more of an aggressive approach to flying wrath, um, for this one. So I think this is actually one of the pilots that I did not want the, um, the, the tech, the enhanced jamming suite on it, just so I can get that additional tech slot. So the loadout I had for it is Proud Tradition, Predator, Prime Thrusters, and Pattern Analyzer. And essentially what you can do is once you um, get a red token by doing like a sloop maneuver, 
you still have full access to the focus boost or barrel roll um, as you need uh, with um, with this ability because Prime Thrusters allows you to still perform the reposition actions even while you're stressed. And same thing with Proposition, still getting that focus. So you can actually get that stress token and not actually have to lose it at all and still have access to a focus and a boost or barrel roll if you need to uh, for that particular pilot, enabling that... Um, that ability to trigger more often with the wrath and you can actually fly around do a, a non-blue and still have the stress and still yeah. boat yeah that's pretty slick too that yeah. it's more i just feel like it's more ac you know i i love first order and i'm like yeah. i'm like oh man if i make one little error though this guy is toast you know i have to make sure he's backed up um exactly. but an i5 that's five points that could potentially hit hard and double attack if you know what you're doing that's pretty good if yeah, I think right. yeah. I think one of the big things with Wrath is the fact that um the is the fact that you get that double attack, right? Like I think that's really one of the key pieces to this and I think if you're so again if you're going to fly a whisper anyway you have to be a little bit more conscious. It's kind of like those Aflax if I want my calculates I got to get into bullseye. <laughs> and so I spent a lot of games working on bullseye mechanics because uh, I wasn't super great at it. Uh, because when you fly Grievous, you don't need bullseyes. You just need to outmaneuver them. That's it. <clears throat> That's all you got to do. Um, and essentially, I think with this, I think that's... And again, you know, I like the Ion Cannon. I think that's the standard one. That's the one I found most of the time when we saw Wrath being ran in List Fortress. But I really think the HLC and maybe getting rid of Trick Shot is not needed there. You probably could move to something else. You could get rid of your Enhanced Jamming Suite, right? And... um look for another tech upgrade um so i think i think there's a couple other things that you can do with it um i did throw an outmaneuver predator sensor scramblers on there just because Ooh. i think it's hilarious and it's the five forward with the the uh the cloak boost into um you know like a rotate and then a sloop or something crazy after that like it just seems weird to me you know how um, maneuver doesn't work, right? No, I don't. Neither of those are fun arc attacks. Oh, all right. Well, there yeah. we go. We'll delete don't that one that. right off the list. I did not know that. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, there we go. Like a Vanguard situation where it's just like, oh. Well, that sucks. For some reason, this is a turret and not a front arc attack kind of thing. Gotcha. So that means you would definitely get rid of Trick Shot then. You wouldn't need Trick Shot either because Trick Shot's only front arc too. Well, there you go. Me it's, thinking I'm being cagey. Leave it to Alex. That should work. Leave it to Alex to spoil all the fun. But you can still do trick shot. That's just when you shoot through obstacles. Okay. All right. So it's not like a front maneuver. Okay. That's just the outmaneuver doesn't specifically work with that. All right. Well, I like my trick shot one. I'm gonna try that actually. I'll tell you something. You know what's mean? A little off topic is uh, you you play against a Luke with proton torpedoes and trick shot. <sighs> Mean. I've seen. I've, I never. Yeah, and shatter shot on top of that. Oh, yeah. oh God! I am like this yeah, is gross. potentially five dice. I'm running for my life, and then some people kind of master like how to get a trick shot to proc so often, and it's scary. Now we're giving people ideas. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> he had a he had a Tyco that was around for a while with trick shot and HLC, and that was lining up five Ooh. die shots for an A wing, which is not something that i ever want to see uh, nice yeah that's devastating uh, yeah 
So the next and one the, is. Um, I'm sorry. One last thing, too, is just uh, with Wrath, you know, just making sure if you're trying to reliably make this pilot work in your list, you definitely want to have a pilot with you that can help you shed that stress uh, very easily, since stress is probably the most reliable way to get that ability there. Um, I would definitely pair it up with like Muse um, that can help take away that stress over there. Or you can uh, run it with Hollow that can pass off the deplete. And if you happen to have a Gideon Hath shuttle, um, if you're depleted and that ship is damaged, you get back to your three dice anyway, giving that extra token that you need anyway uh, for that second shot. And um, and yeah, and you make Wrath pretty effective that way. Another thing, because uh, this was your fault, uh, Tanner, for coming out with the illegal outmaneuver. But uh, I was thinking of... Um, how I kind of fly Kylo is a little cagey and holding them back because you have a five straight. So you do the same thing with 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 Wrath. You can hold him back a bit and then just bring him right out there. Jam yourself, but you might have, let's say, like if it's Milo's with, with a, a, a bullseye predator, um, you could come right behind them, kind of make them make a decision whether, okay, this I-5 gets to move last, be a little cagey, or the other guys can swarm in and then this guy might get, if they ignore him, he, then he, he might be popping double attacks. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. We have helped you all. Yeah, see, the other nice thing about it, too, is it doesn't say what range it has to be. So, like, if you do, let's say, bump into somebody, you can perform your range zero bullseye attack, and, you know, you're going to have the stress focus anyway, right? Yeah. Um, then you can perform a secondary attack. Um, and you never know. Yeah. yeah. And so that's, I think, and it also says you may perform a bonus attack against a different target. So if you have two bullseyes lined up, I mean, Merry Christmas to you. You know, like, that's even better. Um, double HLC shot would be hilarious. Oh, my. Ugh. <laughs> that would be, though. All right. So why don't, uh, Alex, why don't you talk, tell us what what is Bodica do? She's a wrathful warrior. Yes. She's in a fang fighter, a rebel fang fighter at I-4. Um, after another friendly ship defends, if you are not depleted, you may perform a bonus primary attack against the attacker. If you do, after performing that attack, you gain one deplete token. Which so another double tap. Yeah, another ship. double double <laughs> shot. Um, so we have a couple of different loadouts for Bodica. The first one, which felt a little too obvious, is you just run Beskar plating. Um. It's like a cheap impervium plating, I guess. I guess it's not cheap. It's more expensive than impervium. But that's what it kind of feels like. You can spend the one charge to turn a crit down or two charges to discard a card. Um, so if you think about it, to some extent, it is essentially like a um, pull upgrade to some extent. Um, I like it a lot, but I, I feel weird just saying that's the only loadout that we should run. I also thought, what if you put Debris Gambit, right? What if you put Debris Gambit on Bodica? Not saying that's really great, but it gives you an evade now, and, and those ships just die. Like, Fang Fighters don't live very long. But if you can knife fight with it, stay close to obstacles, you can, all, you can always just take a white evade. True. I just feel like... A ship like Bodica is meant to not live, so I would. I, how I was thinking was elusive and cracky crack shot. Uh, I'm thinking get her out there, get her to do enough damage, get her to that double attack, 
and then it, she's already worth more her points. So, but I'm always thinking more. Whenever you hear me talk, whenever I do a build, it's always attack minded anyway. So, but that's how I look at her more. But elusive crack shot, get in there, maybe get a uh, Fenrao swarm tactics, and then they both attack at six. Uh, once a friend's attacked, then she attacks again. Um, you know, it's it's it could be me. Yeah. So, what does Dutch come in at? Dutch is an I four, right? Yes. Yeah. So like. That like you're you're gonna want to run her. I'm assuming with another similar or lower initiative. Um, baby wedge is is probably a good one. I think baby wedge is an I four as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and baby wedge is somebody they want to take out. Dutch is usually somebody wants something somebody wants to take out because that's an easy kill. Um, you could serve up Keo on a platter <laughs> and say here here's Keo. Um. Q's not gonna die. <laughs> um, but you typically you would want somebody um that you can kind of serve up as well to get that so you don't have to be depleted. But I guess if you're at range one with four dice and a deplete token, um you get the three dice, do you really care as much? Probably not. Um you're probably not caring as much if they're not shooting at you, right? Um now yeah, go ahead. Or- or if you, yeah, or if or if you do have that swarm tactics with like Fen, you're attacking at a six. Or if you're looking at the list, and let's say if you see a ship that is lower than yours, that's going to shoot after you no matter what, you can wait for that bonus attack, wait for that ship to attack, and then once it attacks one of your guys, boom, shoot. Uh, something that I've seen, guys, which I I've made the mistake and I've almost lost a match like this, is I remember Bodica was like range three far away and i was like well you know i have a two dice attack i guess i just you know let me get my engagement out so i I shoot and then immediately the guy's like all right my my ability procs and i was like oh crap and i nearly almost died and lost the match just because i was thinking you know what this is things you have to think of my lose condition like oh okay oh crap you know if i shoot this ship now i could get shot back uh so keep that in mind when seeing bodica on the table sometimes you don't want to get shot back don't shoot her don't shoot anybody you know yeah yeah the mistake having Bodica range one and I'm just like, oh well I don't want to shoot into a Fang Fighter because it's gonna dodge my attack. So I'm just gonna shoot past it. Mm-hmm. And then get in range one shot by a Fang Fighter, which was terrible. Yeah. Rough. And in an I4, you're they're not gonna die right away, right? Like if unless you range control and and keep them at range two, that thing's not just gonna just die. It's just not gonna disappear to begin with. Yeah, and, and kind of going more on that, too, I think that this particular pilot, I think it really shines with uh, with enduring um, as well as hopeful, uh, which will get you to six points exactly for it. Um, this pilot does need help in order for it to stay alive. Honestly, I think that the most effective uh, list that I've seen with Bodega usually has uh, Dutch to help provide a target lock so that way it's double modded. Um, or it'll have a crew carrier um, that's running behind it with Ben Rao crew. Uh, so that way, after Bodega takes that extra um, that extra shot, when it comes to engage again on initiative three, it's able to um, to get rid of its, uh, of its deplete token, because Ben Rao allows you to, to get rid of any non-red, non-lock token. Um, so you can take that shot, get the deplete, get Ben Rao in and help you still take a, a full blast uh, with that there. 
and being at um, having that range control definitely helps you make Bodega very very effective and uh, hopeful honestly if they happen to shoot out another ship and they take it out you get that extra focus that you need um, if you haven't taken that action or you can boost in into range one to make it a four die shot and uh, and really bring some pain yeah and the the whole so I built uh, two other builds one with homing torpedoes, which we'll talk about in a second because it's silly. And then one with Mando optics and hopeful, right? And so they, um, because Bodica specifically says for the, the, um, you have to perform a bonus primary attack. The ideal here to some extent is with the Mando optics, right? It's basically like that free lock to begin with. So you could be double modded for one churn. You got hopeful, so if instead you go, so let's say you're you got a Dutch sitting next to you. Dutch is at two health. Dutch, you could take Dutch can give a lock to somebody else instead of giving it to Bodica. Bodica can take the lock with Mando Optics. Then Bodica can do like a um a boost in or a barrel roll to do some arc dodging type stuff. Let Dutch die, then gets the focus from hopeful. Or again, you could take the focus and then maybe do a boost, and then you get that other thing and because of the timing window right and again i'm not i haven't talked to maui about this but my assumption is because of the way the timing window works it just says perform a bonus attack and what hopeful does is you would be able to say i could boost and you could then boost into range one and have like a a a a range one shot into a ship that you didn't have before right um i do think marksmanship is a valid thing so um uh you could definitely use marksmanship um i'm not as good with an i4 and bullseyes i think um but the homing torpedoes is interesting right so you you go you get you can if you're running it with and i, I guess i just think of dutch right all the time i don't know why i think of dutch but you know you can have that target lock with your homing torpedoes and you could choose not to shoot them but think about it this way you could take your bonus attack right you get your deplete you got a target lock and you just say, hey, well, now guess what? Um, do you want to take three dice from homing torpedoes or just one crit? Pick, you pick what you want. Again, it's a little weird because usually you want a fang fighter to be in there and like, you know, punching. But you can play Bodica a little bit different. Keep her at range three. Keep that homing torpedo on. Use your shot and then just say, hey, hey, here we go. Look at this. I got a hormone torpedo now. What, what, what do you want to do? You know, pick covers what you want. Bases. Covers all bases. Especially yeah, if torpedoes. Yeah. Sorry. Homing torpedoes is range one to two. So you are okay, you can still be in there at range one and still do that homing torpedo attack. So, so is missiles two to three? Uh yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate I hate these people. Just make them all the same. Okay, so fine. It's even better. That actually makes yeah, this even yeah. better because you can just be in at range one, take your range one four dice attack, then you get your deplete. Right. And now you got a homing torpedo. You want me to throw three dice, you know, at you or, or are you just going to take a crit after I've already shot? I mean, mm -hmm. it, it's to me, it's a win win. Um, and how about this? It, it, this is even better. You, if they let you do the crit, so let's say they have shields, they let you do the crit. Now you've got a target lock for your bonus attack if they shoot at somebody else. So now you've got a target lock for a bonus attack and you can. Now use that. You don't get your deplete till after that. You're doing a blue maneuver 99% of the time anyway with these stupid things. So I don't know. See, I, I, I think Bodica and I think I, I personally am feeling hopeful is a really good way to go with things. 
Um, I think people are underutilizing Hopeful, and I will just say that just because I had to play uh, Pim uh, this week on Nickel City, um, and he used uh, the the bloody stupid all those Y wings that have Hopeful Boys. on them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like the super yeah. fun ones. By the way, they're actually pretty good, um, and they they look super fun to fly. Um, they can't maneuver were shit, but they look fun to fly, and you get Hopeful, and like you know how many times Hopeful helped at least twice. So, um. Yeah, I don't know. I like it. I think it's fun. Um, I don't know. Yeah, uh, whenever I've played Bodica, I've only pretty much seen uh, Beskar reinforced plating. But I, I do like Mando Optics. Hopefully I'm a little bit iffy on mostly because I boost a lot as a Fang Fighter and I wouldn't be able to boost again. But getting that free focus is really nice. But uh, also, just for a sample list, you can have like Bodica... Fenral and the Sheathapede, your choice of 4.x wing, Dutch, and Kraken. Which oh, is like yeah. a really high powered five ship list with a lot of mods. Kraken's annoying. He's so right. good. And the, for the points. Who are you going to shoot, right? If you shoot someone else, which you should, Bodega's going to bonus attack. And also, Fenral can neuter that attack even further. So it's really kind of a, a rough thing to go against. Yeah, I, I would really like to see Fenrau with like Kane and Jarrus and Bodica. Like, <laughs> you can't mind your attacks and you're rolling one less dice. Jeez. No, no, I have to cross facts. All right, stop, stop it, JJ. Stop it. That's now you're giving too much away. Don't do that. I had a cloak token and we're all set, right? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough, baby. Uh, all right. Well, let's move on to LVO. We have a lot to talk about with LVO. Um, I will tell you, I am even with that going, I'm pretty excited. Um, and even though separatists did win and I got, I got chided a lot for having, um, separatist of lots of separatist discussions on this show because I fly a lot of separatists. That is not why I'm excited. I'm more excited because we got to see another in-person event. We got to see a lot of people come out for it. Um, we got to see some new and interesting lists um, that we're going to go over here in a few minutes. And then there's this new site called Pattern Analysis. I have no idea who made it. If somebody would like to volunteer and tell me who made it, I would love to talk to the person, whoever made that. I do not know, though. And all I know is Zach from our locals tagged me yesterday morning and says, if you have not seen the site, you need to go check it out. What this site has done is essentially taken your Yasby list from Roll Better, which is one of the new tournament softwares, or Longshanks, and it imports it into this fancy little like GUI-looking interface and then helps with statistics. So I didn't actually have to create these graphs. I was excited. Like This saved me literally like a half hour of work today <laughs> um, because I could just pull the, the stats. I, I don't know. It was great. I was very... Um, very excited. And if anybody knows who did make that, um, if the guy's keeping it or the girl's keeping it a secret or whoever it is, you don't have to tell me. But if, if it is something that's somewhat public knowledge, have them reach out to me. I would be interested in um, a to talk with them um, and possibly have them on the show. But at minimum, I would like to talk to them about their site uh, because I feel there's a lot of data that can be had from this. And I really at some point I've, I've tried to convince people like it would be nice if we could have a little bit better collection and handle on data where I can make it a community thing where you can extract it and you can get a CSV file and I can run it through my parser 
and have all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, yeah, so the only thing I know is I know Ollie created like a, a website or a, a spreadsheet that works really well, but this one um, is also really cool in what it does. So you're all probably wondering what it looks like, but this is it right here. The top two images are from the pattern analysis, analyze pattern analysis, whatever the pattern analyzer website. So what I did is I said, we're going to break down day one and day two, and then we're going to go over top cut lists. And then we're going to go over a few other cut lists that, um, you know, maybe didn't make cut, but probably should have. I asked the guys to submit the ones if they had them. Um, I pulled one for specifically for Alex. I have one specifically for you, just so you know, um, that I know you're going to just laugh when you see. Um, and I will say you can no longer be the only person that says you brought oddball and a wide wing. I'm just going to throw that out there over the wall. Um, so day one statistics shows how many, what the percentage breakdown of all the different lists in the faction what JJ lists or faction wins supreme for the highest taken this? The Galactic Empire. I mean, it's no surprise. Uh, it's something that I've seen uh, as a common thread in most of the discords that I follow here. Uh, the Galactic Empire is very, very popular. It has a lot of great options in those TIE fighters, as well as Battle of the Invader, all the Vaders, really. And you can mix and match at Reapers if you want to, TIE Interceptors. They just have so much versatility and they can hit really hard and cover objectives very, very well. So it's no surprise that the Galactic Empire was probably the most common um, uh, faction to be represented for LVO. So you mean they have overly cheap ships that are under-costed? Um, That's what I'm hearing. I, I wouldn't say that they're over, they're under-costed. I, I think favor. that they just have a lot of pilots um, for their chassis that are available that you can choose from and you can mix and match all you want and being one of the original factions from for x-wing alongside with like the rebels and scum they have the greatest amount of pilots available versus let's say the first order or cis uh to mix and match with so that makes them more versatile all around come on you know they're under costed come on yeah uh, it's hard to it's hard to call a three-point tie fighter uh under costed I mean, uh boy vader baby. two dice boy vader uh, maybe maybe yes iden cannon reapers yeah. reapers <laughs> but according to this I, data uh the empire is the most popular faction by one list over the republic who brought 20 and this empire brought 21, but I don't think this is every list. So, oh, yeah, you could be right there. Damn it. All right. Well, that, that may, that makes me feel less excited about this site, but again, I didn't like total everything up for everything, but you know. What's 28 and 15? I think it might be. What's 28 and 15? 43 yeah all right well jj will look up for us while we're doing how many total lists we had um the other piece that was really interesting is squad size so we saw no in day one we saw no seven ship lists or eight ship count lists um which i think is an amg design um if we're being honest um i miss the days of my seven ship republic list with naboos and v-wings in it and one 
Jedi. I like that list. That was a fun list to fly. Um, and so obviously the highest ship count was five. Um, then we had 16, four ship count lists. Um, so, and then it kind of just goes down from there. Obviously there was no two ship count lists. <laughs> um, and then this was kind of the top cut from the first day. So as you can see, there was only two five and O lists. Uh, Jeremy Chamber Chamberlain is, is, uh, the Chumbalaya. I don't know who Jolly Longfellow is. I have no idea. So, but it looks like. For, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say. I wonder if that's the one who, uh, the only one that um the, the winner lost to actually because I know he lost the first one. So I'm just curious if that's the one. Might be. Yeah, that I I I really don't know to be honest with you. Um, but I think you might be right because I do think they did lose to a first order list. Mm -hmm. So. We probably could go look it up or JJ could. Um, so yeah, so there the other interesting thing I think out of this one is that yeah, there was somebody ran four Y wings or uh B wings, yeah. B, B wings. Yeah. Um so that's that's pretty cool, right? That's that's interesting. That's not unknown, but somebody owns four of those fuckers, so <laughs> Somebody does. I don't know who. Not me. The Ewings, right? My friend James yeah. runs uh Ewing. He actually won he won in two point days, he won something big with them. Uh not big big, but I mean he won something with the Ewings, and then that was like the talk. I think maybe it was at Nova or something, it was getting pretty high, but the Ewings made a little splash. It's it's I think it's cool to see them back. I mean, if you think about it, they're very pretty yeah. very efficient if you're talking about the Ewings, right? Uh medium base, so it's great for assault. Like stay still. They could hang around, uh, like for assault. Um, they could move fast, but they could hit hard a bit. So, I, I mean, I would suck flying them. They would it'd be bump city, but they are cool. I look like it looks like JJ loves them. Yeah, they. I've um, I've, I've loved to run some some of the pilots more than others for the U wings. Uh, for, like Cassian uh, definitely was very popular for me back when uh, when that first came out with B wings. Uh, Saul Guerrero with Selfless Rebels is just a monster. Uh, back when you can uh, have Veteran Tail Gunner on Y Wings, you could just double tap like crazy and have all the rerolls. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, it was uh, the U Wings are very very good chassis. Um, being able to run five of them with a lot of loadout um, that means you can bring a lot of different crew. You can do a lot of things with them, and they can cover a lot of the board. Uh, they're very strong in assault, and usually pretty good in scramble as well. Yeah, so day two, Empire was still the highest ran faction, but not by much. Day two, everything seemed to be, oh, actually, Republic wins day two. Huh. Yeah, so Republic coming in as crazy high. Um, I don't know. I like it. I think that's, that's good that we see a little bit of a shakeup. Other than that, all the other factions seem pretty uh, similar. Uh, in terms of that, again, everything's focusing on a five and four ship count list, um, except for Isophane, I think, who ran a seven ship count list. So <laughs> he was the only one, only one. Yeah, shout out to Isophane. I mean, that is uh, a very similar archetype that helped them win one of the GSP events. 
and it's still very very strong you know being having to have uh tech with the tech droid on there and have all those droids being able to uh you know share those calculates for the different effects it's still very very strong listen congrats to uh to isofan it's seven ships that's a lot you're probably not going to get a lot of rounds uh but if you ch if you check out his list uh we'll probably do it later but uh i mean it's pretty mean on top of that yeah, it's know. a seer swarm with Grievous, <laughs> which is terrifying. But the yeah. thing is, you can run impervium plating. That's not limited. I don't know how that's not limited. So you could run. Stop. Like, Stop. Yeah. Nope. It's Never good. Mind. I'm glad that it's not limited. <laughs> how many people are running two of those bells above? Nobody but Isofane. I did. And it didn't work very well. So um, I will say Isofane's list does work very well. Yes. But I I, I will not say that um, most people do not run two bells above. I own three of them. And I, we've been discussing for worlds. Um, maybe me running three or four of them in a list just for, for shits and giggles. That'd be incredible. My friend, my friend ran a scrimmage on me of, of Vlad. I think it was four, unless you could fit five. I think it was four. You could fit five. Outside, then he did five because I know it was all of them. And then he had the shield on top of that and impervium plating. I was like, this, you might be onto something here. I was like, this is new and it could be really mean. Impervium plating. And then I think with, with a bunch of them, I had the shield upgrade on top of that. Three dice attack. Ah. Disgusting. I've ran four five. of them and does not work very well. I, I did not work very well. It's fun. Um, I have to borrow. I have to borrow them. I do not own five of them. I own a lot of separatist stuff. I own, in fairness, I own eight vultures. Um, I have three or four bombers. I used to have five tri fighters because um, I thought they were going to be good. I used to have five HMPs too because I thought those were going to be good. Um, I no longer have all of those. <laughs> Still some of them. I own technically. I own three Sith infiltrators, but if somebody wants to buy one. I have one that's still in the box. I have not opened. Um, so if anybody would like to buy a Sith Infiltrator, I have one in the box that I won and I didn't need, but it's cool. I also have a Decimator that I've never opened that I, I have sitting around. Um, Something I want to point out, guys. Uh, what you When you look at that sheet for day one and day two, because I was curious about this and I was like, well, let me just... Oh, no, this actually is not the full thing. Never mind. Oh, no, actually is. So... What I'm jumping to is squad size, three ships, the three ship list. There was four of them for day one, right? And then there was four of them for day two. Nope. One of them made the cut on each day for a three ship list. So, I mean, and yeah, it's different people, Alex Farley and then Stockton X-Wing, whoever that is. Point being like three ship lists, you know, you have more time to focus on your dials, more more time to think about like movement. It's only three ships. Maybe you get more rounds in. Uh, don't sleep on them. Yeah, I, I can absolutely attest to the power of the three ship list, particularly in Scum. Scum is probably the best faction where you can make that work reliably. Um, I know that having double fire sprays and cannon jars is a, a very good archetype. Um, I ran that exclusively for most of 2022 um and uh and actually uh looking at stockton uh x-wing uh he came in and actually uh took a top cut for uh day two i believe uh with a double fire spray and cadence list uh but yeah definitely very very strong 
one out of four. One out of four, right? That's 25% if you want to call it, but one out of four of those three triplets made it. Yeah, and you know the 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 nice thing, right? So Jay, we're going to look at his Stockton's loadout in a minute um, because I think it is Eamon that he's running. I'm not 100% mm -hmm. sure. No? No. It's Kashka? It's Kashka. Okay. Alex Farley ran a Hondo, which is awesome. Yeah, that was the one thing I was surprised. I have not seen Hondo. Nobody's running except for Crispy. Crispy's the only one running Hondo. Oh, um, yes. And Nick Sperry, I think, ran Hondo, but I'm not. <laughs> I can't remember. I'd have to go back and look at Nick Sperry's list. Yeah, it's, um, it's still in the testing phase right now to find the best balance for it. So, all right. So why don't we move on to top cut? So this is just kind of a quick look at you know what the top sixteen is. Um, as you can see, Empire is. <laughs> Empire is up there. Um, First Order made an appearance, uh, pretty heavy appearance. Uh, Resistance comes in with just the one. Um, and then we have some smattering of some Republic lists. Um, none of the Republic lists were super out there um, in terms of what made cut. Uh, there is something that's a little bit different um, that we're seeing comparatively, but uh, for the most part, I think. Um, Nothing was too super, super shocking. Um, so let's actually go. Let's just start with the winning list, which is probably going to generate the most discussion. And I better not get shit because this is not me who picked this list. It's not me, but it is the winning list for the Separatist Alliance with Count Dooku, not the fancy count dooku that's the i5 but the seven point count dooku with hate proton torpedoes general grievous because you can't run them because you even got the points proton bombs scimitar title then you have dirge with proton cannons ftc xanadu blood and seismic charges and then three proxy bombardment drones without independent calculate and i literally watched him on stream use network calculate Every time, which some of me wonders if it really matters. You probably could have just used network calculate and it would have been almost the same. But I understand wanting to share your calculates. Sharing is caring. I I do not. I Until I watched him fly this on stream. So in the final, two ships remain cloaked for the majority of the match. Now. I will say during the match towards the end, there was a maneuvering mistake made by the runner up where he 4K'd his Vader off the board, which basically gave up free nine points. Um, and at that point, they just conceded the game because there really was not like there was that much like you're going to come back from once you lose Vader in that list. But until that moment, they literally had two ships that did no shooting the whole game. Just stay cloaked. Now, I'm sure yeah, there's going to be Dirge people came in for a little bit, though. Dirge bit. at the end was going to shoot, but only on the last round. Yeah, <laughs> and they helped. didn't have to shoot because. He, he, he did a dynamic move early on by uh, hurting the TIE fighter, the two point TIE fighter. Getting oh, did he? I must have missed that. Uh, you missed the exciting yeah. half point TIE fighter move. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what really put the pressure on the Empire there was getting half points on that TIE fighter and then eventually taking it out with a uh, with a second shot um, as they were approaching towards the uh, the third scrum, I want to say. And that uh, that put them up on points. And that from then on, um, the CIS had control from there. 
Well, you you know what hurt him also, guys, which I've done this too, is in chance. You know, usually sometimes in the beginning, uh, if I'm playing a scrimmage with someone, we're like, oh, let's pick a different scenario other than chance. We've pl played chance for years. We haven't. We haven't really played a lot of chance. Because number one, you have to stay near the middle. Number two, you get half points. Uh, what hurt him, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, is I think there was at least one round where um, the imps were not in the center, and that gave this guy more points. And when there's no points being shared, that two points made a, a difference, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was the uh, the time when uh, the the Academy TIE, fight, uh, TIE Fighter, which was the ship that would have been in the center uh, to help contest that point, died. And then at that point, the Empire had no more ships in the center. And that's what really uh, accelerated the clock for CIS to, to win that game. So now, Alex, <laughs> you had mentioned a little bit earlier in pre-show um about about this list so let's let, let, what are you what are your thoughts um on what happened well i'm gonna say first off and this is one of our biggest things we say in our podcast all the time is that people are really bad against bombs so if you bring bombs you end up doing a lot of damage especially if they're like seismics and proxy mines that you can put out in front of you but i think a lot of it came down to for some reason, he didn't go after the five health hyenas with your defender Vader. You have second sister who has three attack dice. She's pretty good at, you know, she's got extreme maneuvers. She can not get shot at by, a, you know, a droid that's sitting on a rock. Uh, what it seemed like he did was go all in on Dooku, who just stayed cloaked the, the whole time. And with eight and having three fours and all that shockingly did not take a lot of damage I, f I feel like like the more you're talking about it I'm, I'm i'm seeing this guy's strategy i feel like it's brilliant so let's say for some reason right you said for some reason he didn't go after the hyenas there's three of them you have to you can't just bring one ship to kill a hyena you have to bring all of them because your imps as well on top of that you're going to get hit by at least one proxy maybe you don't want second sister to be hit by that uh you don't want anyone to be hit by those proxies right so he's, let's say in his mind, he's thinking, all right, well, I'm not going to bring my entire list to the get the hiatus. Let me just knock out this one infiltrator, which I didn't think personally he would be cloaking that long. It's kind of genius if you think about it. Um, or let's say he goes after the hyenas. Now you have, what, who do you have behind you? The Dooku with proton torpedoes. So it's, it's kind of like a really big risk which way you go. You know, it's pretty slick. I mean, I don't also, want to face it, but it's pretty slick. <laughs> don't fly your Darth Vader off the board, but <laughs> that was with seven minutes, though. I mean, yeah, I, you that know was, what it that was. was the final, to, no. Yeah, he just... had to do. I, I don't know, man. I, I it, it's what we, we and I know uh, uh, Tanner, you said this earlier. We talked about it earlier, but uh, if the infiltrator's green dice go bad on him, that Dooku melts quicker, and then it's, it's a very different game. It's a very different game, but it didn't. It didn't. You're right. Yeah, and I think that's that's where. You you make a decision, and if the decision doesn't work out, you have a 50-50, and I think that, that was the biggest issue. I will tell you, like, from flying separatists all the time, and because this has been kind of a prominent thing with Dooku's, it feels, uh, they're cloaking. Um, I've watched Paul, is it, I think it's Paul Heaver, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it's Paul Heaver who flies the new Dooku. I have watched him on more than one stream. Actually, we streamed the game, we streamed the ga game for him this week, actually. Um, 
against one of my locals for Kyber Cup, and that's what he did. He took his Dooku, went into the heart of the 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 Empire list cloaked, and and then it's like he had the option: do I decloak? Do I not decloak? What do I do from there? Um, and he held up three Empire ships, one of them being Ubel, and one of them being I think Vizier or Seven. I don't remember. One of them being a you know something like that too, and and he held them because he's a big base and doing maneuvers around a big base. <clears throat> if you don't know, is very hard. It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> it very rarely works to your benefit. <laughs> um, and I will attest to that by saying Han likes wanted to get in the way of my tri fighters <clears throat> last week at locals as well, and I had to do a five straight to get away from Han, um, and miss out on shots, but. I think the strategy for me, the strategy would have been is either you take your Vader and and you would run your Vader towards the bombers and take everything else and, and, and focus on Dooku to force him to either keep cloaked and not shoot off his his proton torpedoes, or you would do the opposite and move Vader towards him because Vader is probably a little bit more survivable against proton bombs and proton torpedoes, and you can outmaneuver a little bit more. And then take the rest of the list and go after those bombers. You can run your your vizier or your um your fair off in this instance instead of your vizier in between the two, and then that way you can still use your coordinates. I will say, thank God that Empire does not have biohex crypt codes because vizier would just be or fair off would just be insane in that. Oh, forget it, yeah. And I do wonder if in this list, if you bumped Faroff down to Vizier, if it would be a little bit better in the list because you would have a lower initiative, you choosing to make different decisions and you're getting a white coordinate action versus a red coordinate action. Um, So I don't know. I don't know. I don't fly a ton. I've never, I've never seen that empire list ever. And I've never seen this. Um, Cool to see the sister, separatist huh? list ever. <laughs> so yeah. that was cool to see the second sister. You know, go ahead, Jay. Yeah, honestly, you know, this just just goes to show you, right? That you know, for people who say that the meta assaults, you know, this just proves you that you know, you in, in any given tournament, you never know what you're gonna fly up against, and you just don't know the tactics that people are coming up with to help get around what is a perceived meta for any particular location. I mean, uh, I've seen this across the board from you. You would have never guessed, you know, the strategy employed by, you know, the cloaking Dooku and Dirge or uh, seeing the Star Vader list with an Academy pilot being one of them. Like, it, it's just something that's just not very, very common, I think. The only bad part is, is now people have seen it. It's been in the finals. So, I mean, I'm going to try it. I don't know if I'm, I'm not going to do it else. Yeah, you probably, but I'm going to try it. I think honestly, <laughs> yeah, it, like to me, honestly, I think that this takes definitely a lot of practice. Um, it definitely takes a lot of patience because, man, I, I think um, just watching that final, I would have decloaked like four turns ago and I probably would have lost that match for decloaking. But um, but man, just the, the patience that he had and just like keeping the Empire baited towards that side, um, that's that's ultimately what what won him the game is just having that patience into baiting your opponent to do that and having the rest of the list just come in from the flank and to, to help out. Yeah. And that's just imagine if, if we could, if, if we could get something like a Fen Rao 
in in Subvertus to get rid of that stress, then Dooku can could have two straighted in five K, baby. <laughs> I was waiting for it the whole time too. Like I'm just sitting on bated breath for him to freaking decloak forward and then five K. I I'm I just couldn't like I'm sitting. I would have done it just because for me that was like the best. Like that's the best part about the um stupid Sith infiltrator is the five K. I don't yeah. care what anyone says. If I fly one, my goal is once a match to get a 5k off before I die. That's all I care. That's all I care. And, and that's natural because you're thinking, all right, well, uh, it's his X-Wing. What do you do in X-Wing? You engage. You attack. And he wasn't doing that. And if I was Vegas, I would have lost because I was thinking the same as you. Oh, this is when he's going to decloak. And I think he didn't even, he didn't decloak. He, he might have never decloaked. And I think at one point, they thought he thought he was going to decloak. And he didn't. And I think Vader or someone bumped him. Uh, but what I, what I wanted to mention quick was talk about patience. Like the three hyena bombers on the far end, I'm aggressive. I would have think I would have thought, okay, well now I'm gonna bring them in. He didn't bring them in fast at all. They were taking pot shots from far, and he and now I realize he, he didn't bring them in because then now the imps have another target to attack and gather points, gather those half points, gather full points. He didn't bring them in until it was like much later on in the game. That's that's patience. And to be honest, uh, I, I know people might say, oh, you can't, you know, stay decloaked or whatever. But it's is about winning. And I mean, that is a hard list to fly against. Very hard to beat. And I mean, and that system worked. So more props to him. I will say I'm excited to see second sister as well. Right. Like I am. I won't lie and say that I'm happy that second sister got in. And I'm also happy that I don't have to say another Vader defender won a tournament uh, because like Corey, I, I'll never hear the end of it from Corey. So um, who's not on tonight? Um, probably because I didn't want to hear about it from him because um, I was I'm the person that advocates Vader defender outside of the fact that Vader defender can have juke is fair i think we need to get rid of juke on vader defender and move on with our lives and um but that's uh, that's a whole i don't know that's a that's a longer conversation about restricted lists and i've already you just put vader and juke on a restricted list you can't take both of them and let's move on Tanner can't put me on that episode. We'll be in here. We'll be going at it. We'll be going <laughs> all day. I hate Vader Defender. I think you should be in a lot more. But we won't get into it. <laughs> We're not going to get into it. I am I, I am not. We yeah, Anyway. Um, so real quick, we're not going to go through. We already kind of already went over the runner-ups list, which is Vader with Malice, Juke, HLC, Fairoff, and Seven Sister. Um, second Sister, then. And extreme maneuvers, ruthless shield upgrades, sensitive controls, and an obsidian pilot. So, congratulations to both of them. Uh, both of them did very well and had well deserved wins. So, let's move on to top four. And, Alex, I'm going to give you, you could pick which top four list you want to run down. Okay. Uh, we'll just go with the first order list by Mountie. Uh, we're running something incredibly similar to this in our. Uh, Kyber tournament. So, this is uh, Malarus with cluster missiles, uh, Gallic with proud tradition, Bioax crypt codes, and the tractor beam, Scorch with shield upgrade, DT with shield upgrade, Static with proud tradition, ion cannon, and recoil with predator and sensor scramblers. That is a real nasty 
six ship list. It's very, very rough to go against. Five health TIE fighters that are shooting three dice at you every turn is not not fun. Then you kill one of them and then someone gets coordinated. <laughs> and silencers are a very efficient chassis for what they do. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, and in this list, like, who, who's your target here? Like, do you try to put all your effort into killing Gaelic first? Or do you leave yourself open uh, to, like, recoil and scorch and <laughs> DT? Like, yeah, just... it's it's tough. See, that's I don't the think there is a target priority in this. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Like maybe recoil. Like you don't want recoil behind you or something, but recoil is going to have a little freedom there. But um, that's the beauty. My favorite faction. That's the beauty of I feel of that faction is they're very self-sufficient ships. So it's basically, who's my target? Okay, who can I kill? <laughs> and usually the trap is you, they put Malaris out there. That way you can keep shooting. At somebody who has infinity focus, which is a, usually a mistake. Yeah, I just that that list is is very brutal. I mean, sometimes Tie Fighters can go pop, but uh, not when they have five health. <laughs> and uh, ooh. they can keep, focus keep fire. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm gonna. If if you focus fire on, on like first order those tie fighters though, and then personally I would, uh, and also depends on your list. If it's uh like if DT is shooting, if you're shooting after DT, uh he, he probably has a strain. Kill that guy, you know, or kill uh like an easier target who does not have a shield. Um, I like to put shields on my first orders, but if they don't have a shield, then that's hopefully who I'm going after, you know, uh, or who I'm trying to protect. Yeah, the thing with DT too, it's it's optional, right? If you have like a bunch of shots coming in after him, you just don't have to take the strain. You can just shoot two dice, right? You have five other ships that can also shoot, so it's it's rough. Yeah, and the other part of it too, right, is the loadout on Gaelic, right? Just having the uh, biohex codes to make sure that if you are going to coordinate somebody that's out of your range, you can set that up correctly, if you, especially putting recoil on a flank. And then tractor beam at I-5, uh, really great for the rest of this list. You can put that ship into position where you need to. Um, worst case scenario, they spend their tokens to make sure that they don't get tractored, and now you have shots into a unmodified ship uh, for Scorch and DT to, to pounce on. So it's, it's really a really good list to just converge on and swarm the five uh tie fighters with first order and then whatever that's making noise right now yeah i flew against the five ties and tyranny and i find that he, oh no man he doesn't like it i can see his face i actually i, I don't think he's as bad as people think i play a, republic a lot yeah. oh tyranny so is terrible that. for me <laughs> I'll send flowers to your house. He's he's very bad for Republic, very bad for Rebels. I agree. Um, but the Gaelic with Tractor Beam, that's something a little newer to me that's been making rounds the past couple weeks. And I flew against that, and it didn't have a huge impact in our match. The guy beat me hands down. That was one of the Australian guys that destroyed me in Kyber um, last week. But when we were talking, he sounded, he was like, you know what? I, Gaelic hardly did any work this game. And I was thinking, like, the way he said that, 
means that Gaelic's doing work with that tractor, and then everyone else is just pulsating in. So that looks like a list that could sneak up on you, number one. Number two, it could easily get uh, objectives. And when there's five objectives on, on the map, I mean, they're fast. They can move. They can flip. They can carry. Uh, it could be me. Go for first order. First order, baby. And they're all generally pretty self-sufficient, too. It's not like you have to be next to each other. You don't have to run Scorch next to Static, you know? So that's right. what makes it real rough. It's, they can just kind of converge on you at any point. Mm -hmm. Also, with the tractor beam, if you're ever going against uh, the uh, wolf from the Siege of Coruscant, you can just tractor him onto a rock because Q7 lets you barrel roll onto obstacles. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's crazy! I didn't think about that. Disrespect a wolf player. Really? I did not. Yeah, roll. You can overlap obstacles. I have to put that in the databanks. Ooh, wow, that's me. <laughs> that's nuts. All right, let's move on to Jeremy's list, um, which we we've seen in um, packs. This is not new. Um, so we're not going to spend a lot of time on it. It's essentially flight leader Ubel with ruthless S or sync laser cannon SLC. Um, I want to call this list punk SLC, um, but most people probably won't get that re reference. Uh, Tiber Saxon uh, electronic baffle, and then obviously the targeting uh, assist and then the backstabber and Mauler mythal and black squadron ace along with boy Vader. Cause at six points, why not? You know, we, somebody needs to upcost up the boy Vader <clears throat> so that we don't have to play him anymore. Um, that'll never happen. They'll never upcost that. I agree with you. I'm just saying they'll never do that. Why well, have it, the standard loadout more than the seven point one, right? Well, I mean, that's like Luke. Luke is the same thing. Think about it. Like, you can get boy Luke for the same cost as standard Luke, which you're going to take the one I want, not the one that they gave me. You know me. what? You're onto something because at least you have a tremendous ability now with the standard loadout Vader, and you have an extra shield. So make them seven points. Yeah, I think the big thing. Yeah, because I think the big thing is is you couldn't. I don't know if you can. But JJ, will you build that Vader in the seven point Vader yeah. and see if if it what what the if it comes underneath it and what else you would be able to take with it? Um, but I I, I think the big thing becomes is we could have different costings right for standard loadout cards versus non right and they could have a whole separate costing system if they wanted they, they mm -hmm. at this point they're choosing not to but they could do those things so if you're playing a scenario you can have him at six points which i think is fair in battle of yarvin um it's very fair to have that six point vader um but if you're going to play it <laughs> competitively it's probably not so so you can't actually make that vader on the seven point vader you're two loadout points too short to have it because you either have to make the choice between afterburners or the shield upgrade at that point to um to have the same type of loadout as the battle of yavin vader okay so i mean that, that so that tells us right there they could make it seven points and people would could make a choice right it was, it's, it's it's the idea is is you're getting a hell of a deal because it's a better it's a Vader you get less actions but you have a Vader that can spend its force like water yeah Ooh, yeah yeah like and hopefully you know after Worlds will will probably get a points readjustment once AMG gets to see what the um, what Worlds looks like you know um, to see if they need to adjust some of the factions. And who knows? Maybe we'll see that uh, that points update at that point. Yeah. The other thing 
JJ, can you can you look up and look at that separatist list and see if he had to face any boy Vaders? I, I want to know because I do wonder if he was able to dodge boy Vaders because I have a feeling. I I just have a feeling some of those lists being a little bit different. The the Vader defender list is a spike damage list, whereas the boy Vader list requires the other, um, the other uh, whatever you want to call it, the the other pieces that make it really really good. So, but let's move on to top eight. Chris, you get Isophane's list because that was on your list of these are things I love that I want to talk about. Yeah. That is a separatist list. So it has Grievous with the standard loadout Grievous, as I call it, uh, Outmaneuver, Improving, Plating, and Solus One. It has another Bell Belub. I call them Bells Above. I don't know how to call them. Uh, Captain <laughs> Seer with the Impervium Plating, Shield Upgrade, which is tough, and then K2B4, which I call Kobe. And if you don't know what he does, it's when a friendly ship at range 0 to 3 defends, it may spend the Calculate token. If it does, it adds an evade result, unless the attacker chooses to gain a strain. So you're either going to say, okay, I didn't hit you that hard, or all these other guys are going to hit you because when you have a strain, they're going to hit you right after. Um, then he has a Doofus DFS with energy shells. <clears throat> the Iron Man, Iron Assembler, with energy shells as well, and they both have independent calculations and grappling struts. And then three separatist drones with uh, struts and independent calculations. And Discord missiles, which I haven't been seeing as much on, uh, period. But uh, Discord, that could be really mean. I think we should. I think people should see them more often because they are havoc on large and medium bases. Uh, ships that normally can't barrel. Not everybody could be an infiltrator in barrel, but um, <laughs> <laughs> low blow, low blow. But um, I, 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 I think that's a ballsy list, and I think uh, more like bells and bubs, whatever you want to call them, with the shield upgrade. That's a lot of ships hitting you. I'm more attack oriented, as I said earlier. I probably would do all energy shells, um, because you're gonna, you don't care about these vultures dying, you know. If they so go up the if you do the energy shells, you have to drop them to the eye once. Ah, then just they'll so melt you know. faster. Then yes. they'll melt faster. There you go. So that, that, that the reason Isophane has done that, in my opinion, is, is for the fact that they're the I3 right. still. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Iron That's Assembler smart. is just an auto-include list mm -hmm. in, in your list right now, unfortunately. Um, and don't, AMG doesn't need to change them. Just let, let's we could just he's an I1, nobody cares. Yeah. Don't leave him alone, please. And Seer, Seer, I, I, I presume Seer uh, with the holding Kobe, the, the title upgrade K2 before, I believe that would probably make them a little more survivable, believe it or not, if you're adding an evade possibly with all those uh, arcs. Yeah. So, what this, the, so the reason this list, so this is one of the lists I, I played for a while. And this is on one of my, uh, this is one of the lists that is on my uh, radar for worlds. And, um, I probably can't fly it as good as Isophane can, but I do enjoy this list and I have a high rate win win record with this list. Um, the idea behind, you know, the K2B4, right, is is the strength. You're, most people choose for your droid to die because they do not want you to spend it. If you get your Discord missile off and you have the one calculate left, you're not usually spending it on the off. You're spending it on the K2B4. And it's it's so that all the follow-up shots... You just hit harder. Yeah. And I'll tell you, a Captain Seer with a focus token or a target lock 
that is shooting at range two of any other ship that usually has three green dice and now has two. Yeah, that people don't like to see that. And if you kill Captain Seer, you're just leaving all the droids on the board to disseminate. And now that we don't have to fly in block formations anymore, <laughs> um, and I've learned how to not fly droids in block formations, I, I don't know. I like this list a lot. I think this is, uh, I like the idea behind this list. Um, I wish Solus one would be able to be on both uh, other stupid pilots, but I can't. So, what took it out? Who took it out? The imps? AMG. No, <laughs> no, I mean, uh, out of the because uh, he made did he make top four? I'm just wondering who took him out. Oh, of the tournament. um, I don't <laughs> know. Uh, that's a good question. I don't. You know floating. what? Sorry. Yeah. There you go. So JJ will look that up too, since he's. Yeah, he's I believe it was Jambalaya that took him out. Yeah. Yeah, that that go, that yeah. Ubo list with the double tap kills Dang. droids. They just eats them for breakfast. It it, it 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 does not matter. Like, yeah, that thing that that list will eat this list. That's that's this list dies to Alpha Strikes, um, like heavy Alpha Strike list, and mm -hmm. it dies to um, you know, like the double tapping list that can if you could kill two droids in a round before they shoot, it, this Good list night, this just doesn't last. Mm. Yeah, it's also kind of cool that you have uh, K2B4 in that list because it anyone who's taking like uh, the Siege of Coruscant like clones, they don't want to take that strain because then it turns off their ability for Born for this. So it's, oh, it's yes. real brutal to like you kind of have to add that evade in there or else you don't get to share your focus or evade tokens. So it's kind of brutal against mm. specifically that. This is good for me because right now I feel like I'm hearing the Republic specialist, the CIS, and then JJ just knows like everything. This is cool. <laughs> All right, let's move on try, to Liam Lee. And I'm going to say, I'm guessing that's what his real name is, Liam Lee, but I'm not 100% sure. Or Lee Liam. I'm guessing that he just put it backwards, but I don't know for sure. Um, but I know there's a gentleman that would love to go over this list that's on the show tonight. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so this is a Republic list that somehow put four uh, I-5s with an I-6. You know, and <laughs> the Delta-7 Anakin's in there. So you got Kickback in the Torrent, who's super good. That uh, three-point I-3 that has... Uh, it's got Diamond Boron missiles, but the main purpose is that it can share its evade token. And that's super, super useful. And you got Knack in the Z95, who is just an I5 Z95 because he doesn't even have a talent to use his ability. So he's just there shooting Magpulse warheads at I5. And you have the SOC Contrail, which is a very solid chassis to begin with. I, I think I still prefer customizable Contrail myself because uh, I like mixing up dedicated with the SOC cards. Uh, but you get that in the next one, which is oddball in the Y-Wing, because someone else finally ran it other than me. <laughs> it's got a dedicated Proton Torpedoes R4P. That'd be a, a solid loadout if you're not doing anything same console, and I think he's actually pretty solid for a four-point ship, especially in this particular list. And then you got 7B Anakin with chopper, elusive, patience, and spare parts, which you don't see too, too much. Usually it'll be 
I think a lot more people are on the extreme maneuvers predator kind of thing, but that's still a very defensive Anakin and having a chopper on I six is pretty brutal, even though you can block them now. So that's my favorite Anakin. Chopper Anakin? With yeah. Patience elusive or just chopper in general? Well, I like chopper in general, but I like, I don't like to pay. How about this? I don't like patience personally. Um, but I understand the logic in it. I, I like the elusive chopper spare parts canister Anakin over the extreme maneuvers, but that's just me. I, I th- this is again, personal preference. I don't run a lot of Republic, um, but I was running that Anakin for a while. So, well, it's exciting that the, that the chopper is just exciting. I haven't played, I played against it and the few people that I, I've played that have run that. And then I, they're, they're get, you don't want to be close to him, but of course he's moving last, so he gets close to you. Then you get a jam, and then you're going to be pulverized. So that's exciting. It keeps X Wing exciting. And like defensively, you can use, you know, you don't have to run in chopper naked. Getting used, it is two, still two evade tokens. And depending how you do Anakin's maneuver, you could actually end up clearing the chopper, but that's a little bit complicated. Um, and the elusive and the evade from chopper and evade from kickback makes that like you can't shoot at him. <laughs> it's got two evades and two like three fours and elusive. The part that that uh, that a lot of people tend to miss too is spare parts canisters on it. You know, it has double use for it. It can act as an extra chopper charge uh, for for Annie, or you can use it to clear off locks as well if Anakin is facing off against a like an alpha strike list. Uh, that helps uh, Anakin just breaks all those locks and go in um, and uh, and makes it. It's like make some it's noise. like the weirdest card, right? Like I'm gonna drop a little mini debris thing and I'm gonna break lock. I don't understand. Like I don't understand <laughs> it, but it's hilarious. So it worked like, in episode two, man. Just I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's it's the best part. It's very very good against like other Vaders who are also I six that need to have a target lock on Anakin. All right. Well, let's keep moving. Because we haven't hit top 16. We're still in the top eight. The next gentleman, I don't know how to name. Co- I, I know he's from um, God, the the veteran or the veteran discord. I can't remember its name off the top of my head. But um, I used to be a part of their discord. Actually, when I first started X-Wing, I used to watch all of their streams. That that Because that guy would always stream early in the morning. And I always was able to watch it after nice. work. Uh, or during work, like the replays. So um, I can't remember the gentleman's name. But anyway, uh, JJ, why don't you, I don't know, why don't you take us yeah. really quickly through it because it's sure. almost identical to what we've seen before. Yeah, so Nako Nali uh, playing the Galactic Empire uh, with uh, Battle of Yavin, Vader, Backstabber, Mola Mythol, Iden Versio with Elusive and Ion Cannon, and then two Black Squadron Aces to fill out this list. Uh, you're basically substituting... Um, uh, Ubo for two black squadron aces. Uh, those are going to be the objective grabbers in this list. While Backstabber and Mauler um, can can pummel uh, the opponents at I five uh, with three dice apiece, and Iden helps them keep alive. And then uh, Vader here probably acts as your uh, as your flanker, uh, just uh, being able to be very very accurate with the um, with extra shots coming in. So very good. Yeah. Next list is Star Slingers for Republic. They also have an Anakin Delta 7B, but this one is the standard Extreme Maneuvers R2-D2 Predator. I believe this one is the one that was on stream on GSP. I, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And this is is this the one that went to the road roll too? I don't remember that. I just remember seeing Tyler Tippett play. Yeah, I, I think this went to a road roll for the last round. I'm almost positive because this played against the recoil list, if I remember right. And I bet on the recoil list just because I was like, oh, I bet you if it doesn't win, what do I care? Because I'm going to lose all my GSP points. But if it does win it, I'll be in the lower minority because it's Tyler Tibbet. And every, everybody knows that guy um, very well. Now, here we see the SOC Ada Obi-Wan, which I am not um, crazy enough to run. But I do think for four points, that's a huge buy. Huge buy. I, I, I do really like it. Um for four points but you have to be i don't know you have to be really good <laughs> like it's just it. yeah it's, it's not chris this is not a tanner list um then he also has kickback which we talked about earlier click with the soc which is amazing but he has his own contrail with crack shot r7a7 delayed fuses besh and proton bombs which i think is i think that's unique i think i would just run the the soc um click or uh contrail but I did see him get off um, that R7A7 is actually pretty really good on on Contrail. So it's kind of hard to pass that up, I think. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Seemed like a pretty good list. Uh, it was very it's very cagey, cagey and that stu- that Anakin never dies. I don't care what it is. <laughs> Anakin does not want to die. No matter what you do to that Anakin, he does not die. Um, R- yeah, the R7A7 is pretty handy. I just I forgot what it did, and I just looked up. While you perform an it's attack, you spend a charge to change. Yeah, hit the crit, and crits are big in this game. Especially yeah. with the crack shot, it's really it's a really dirty combo with that. Mm. Yeah, and then the pro pretty clutch two for it's pretty clutch two for salvage. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move into the top sixteen. Um. So here's here's what we're gonna do for top sixteen. We're not gonna go through every list. <laughs> Probably not a need to go through every list. What everybody gets to do is you all get to pick one list that you like and let's talk about it. And then we can kind of move on from there. So we're going to give Alex, you go first. Which list? I know which list you're going to pick. Which list do you want to talk about first? Joke's on you. I'm going with the four U-Wings. All right. Okay. All right. There you go. <laughs> that list is super cool. Uh, we, we've spoken about this on on your podcast actually like last week or something that yeah. U-Wings are very incredibly efficient ships. And you have Saw Gerrera with the child K2SO, uh, false transponder codes and selfless. You got Magma with the clan Ren commandos, hotshot tail blaster, notorious uh, Cassian with Leia selfless tactical scrambler and Benthic with perceptive Jin Erso and contraband. And those are just like a, a great toolbox of a crew that you can bring. Uh, the child, I mean, it's two force. You, you can continue shooting a Saw Gerrera, but he gets rerolls when you do it. And then Magva also kind of protects everyone. So you're not getting whatever target lock you get with the child on the Saw Gerrera is kind of getting neutered a little bit by Magva. And then also you got Clan Ren Commandos, which is fun and interesting to me i think that to me that's the best part about that list is because i've not actually seen that not usually but i guess if you have the extra points right you have leia you have the child you get your k2so you got jenner so you got perceptive co-pilot what else do you need but clan ran commandos hells yes let me give some strains out to every one of my opponents i love it i think it's great 
Did any of you uh, see the stream yesterday, I think? Unfortunately, no. No, I did not. So real quick tidbit, they it only it, it not only it went like to believe five or maybe maybe it hit the six round, but he was going against, I believe, a six ship CIS possibly list. Um, and then he had the clan commando. So if you think about that, that's 12 ships. So some people were putting in the chat that they thought he might have been slow playing um with the U-Wings. Um, and I think it was just it's going to be a slower game because there's so many ships. You have the clan commandos. You have the triggers going as well. But it did create a little like online chat controversy about was he slow playing? Was he not? Um, but I, I give him props uh, for flying that. that, that that's, it's tough. It's, it's not as it's, no one could just pick up the U-Wings and fly them. Um, no. <laughs> and then if you flew them in 2.0, you have to fly them a different way because in 2.5, because this is objective, this is a completely different game. As yeah. far as like scenarios and stuff, but props to him. Yeah, I like it. I think it's I think it's great. Um, I like this version of it too. This is a different version, and I feel that um, I don't know. I feel that this is this is pretty beneficial. All right, Chris, you you're up next. You can pick your list you want to cover. All right. Usually, I'm like the first order kind of guy, but I'm going a different route. I'm going with Oberon with the with the with the resistance. Um, he has Lulo with Heroic Predator and Shield Upgrade. Tali with Proton Torpedoes. Holy smokes, you could fit that. Uh, Nian Num with Marksmanship Pattern Analyzer. Like You have to have Pattern Analyzer. Magpulse. And Zay, which is the four-point X-Wing with the Heroic M9G8 and Jamming Beam. But M9G8, that is the reroll droid. Um, and uh, you target like someone else, and then they could get uh, to do one reroll, I believe. And then Finn doing Finn stuff, heroic, elusive, and perceptive co-pilot. Uh, I found this. I find this interesting. More to I get like jealous. Though. I'm like, what the heck does this do? How did they win? And when I look at this list, I'm like, how did he make this happen? But if you think about it, there's three I fives. They could move. They could. They could all hit hard if you leave them alone. Um, Zay is good for the for four points. It's a four point T seventy X wing. Um, Zay is giving someone. Rerolls with that with that M nine G eight, and then if you leave Finn alone, he can hit you hard. And if you don't focus fire on Finn, you're not killing him. So, uh, props to this guy for flying this and getting far. And it's also just like a resistant salad. I, I love it. Yeah, yeah, I like it too. I think Zay is kind of a mandatory right now. Like if you're flying resistance, Zay just at four points for for T seventy is I don't know. This is really good. Um. I don't know. I I, uh, I think so. I, I I'm not sold on the Neonum. Um, if Corey were here, he'd tell you he'd be flying Elo. So I don't like. I, I hate Neonum personally. I like Elo <laughs> better for me personally flying. But on the mat, I've seen that Num do work with that yeah, move, getting rid of the stress and stuff. I, <laughs> hey, there's I a lot of I sixes out plus. right now. I, I like to apologize on behalf of Neenum. I was the one that uh, that <laughs> broke tenor with that. So just in case you guys don't know why. So there you go. Uh, there's a lot but of I right. sixes. Like you know where they're gonna be. Like you can still do the 4K or the talent roll behind them and to shed that stress. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it, he's really good. I mean, it, I'll be honest, he's really good. Finn is the broken one that I think needs to be banned. But that's just my opinion, and I'll run to the grave with that. I think Finn is just put either put Finn at four points and let him keep the same loadout, 
or just put them on the fucking ban list and let's move on with our life. Finn Gunner so, and Finn Pod both can just fuck off and die. So hold on a second. We're going to take a quick <laughs> 10 second intermission. You will ban Finn, but not, you don't want to like nuke to death, nerf to death, Vader Fender? Really? Yeah, wow. because nobody wants to give Finn. If you put Finn at four points and leave his loadout the same, then I don't care. At least he's worth four yeah. points. Finn is the most consistent ship in the game. The only thing that Finn hates is bombs. That's it. West Jansen. I like to okay, fine, like West to point Jansen. out that Finn has not won an event yet. Just saying that. But that's not Finn's fault because Finn's not the centerpiece. He's just a cheap shit for brains. Um, I okay. Look, Chris, I'm gonna be honest. I like the character in the movies. I actually like the this the the sequels. Just so you like, I'm that weird guy love that them. loved them. Yeah, I love, I love um, the sequels. Yeah. Most people will give me a lot of shit for that. I like the sequels. So, and in them, I really like Finn. And I just think in X Wing, he's done a disservice. That's just my personal opinion. A big disservice because we have a three point ship that you literally have to spend three or four shifts shooting at him, which means you just ruined your whole thing. Vader Defender is nine points. We know what he's going to do most of the time. And you can plan around some of that. That's the thing. The, the, the thing about Vader Defender, if you get rid of Juke, or let's just say you get rid of the talent slot for him, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not really for doing all of that, but if let's just say we get rid of the talent slot, Vader Defender becomes a lot less menacing um, in his, his thing. Boy Vader is three points cheaper, which means you could take an Iden and him. You could take a Moth, Moth Gideon, which is pretty good, and yep. him. And and it's just like and he gets that ability without the negative consequences. I I'm sorry. Like I just I have I will not I have not found Vader Defender to be that oppressive that I want to see him ban. But Finn, yes, Finn, especially Finn on Ray. Just get rid of Finn on Ray. There you go. So that's what that's all I'm saying. And we we though we agree on a lot of stuff. And, I, and Last Jedi Defender, that's my boy. I think I'm realizing I hate for Vader Fenders. I have one close friend, uh, Peng, who flies us. He used to fly it all the time. And then I'm like, now nah, I got to see this all the time. And now I have to see it online. I have to see it in tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I got tired of it. But life goes on, my friend. We got this. All right. JJ, what's your pick? All right. So this one is by Gavin Effie. This one is called Don't Fear the Reaper. Uh, this one is a, a Galactic Empire list. We got Defender Vader, the Battle Yavin version with Juno Eclipse with Ruthless Advanced Optics and FCS. Marek Steel with Ruthless Disciplined Fire Control System and Shield Upgrade. And then Major Vermeil with Ruthless The Child and Shield Upgrade. Uh, what caught my attention was seeing three Ruthless ships and yeah. not a single ship for fodder for <laughs> this one here. Um, this was really interesting here, right? Because obviously you want Vermeil in the mix, constantly jamming, because you'll have the child and, of course, Vermeil's ability to help get that modification on offense. Uh, but then you take a look at the rest of the list is like, you know, uh, man, this is a really aggressive list that's pretty much guaranteed to roll three hits on every attack. And... Uh, man, it, it's it's going to burn down some ships really fast, right? If your dice don't keep up with it. So I, I, I like it a lot, actually. PS5 have, kills too, right? I have a question. Yeah, exactly. JJ, I have a question. So 
does the child if you ruthless for me <laughs> does you get a child charge back uh good question i, I think it's after I you think suffer it's... an attack or defend after yeah. you defend, but I'll okay check it. all right i'm pretty sure you have to be defending or thank god because that would be horrible because like, you don't get it back if you get bombed oh my god so, like, that would be messed up you're right can you imagine well, i'm just gonna ruthless for a meal so he gets two he gets his force back <laughs> uh, after he <laughs> oh that would be horrible yes yeah, so um, after you defend <laughs> okay thank god all right i feel yeah, so much better we can do better. the same thing in scum with our 5tk if you really i don't want it stop, to stop it i don't want to hear it. but that's not that's <laughs> not in there's not that's not an empire <clears throat> thank god so empire does not need sh- scummy shenanigans it has but, enough crap in it you're right jd there's no who are they i mean if they're all using ruthlessness, like maybe that's like more like a kind of get out of jail free, like an ace card that you use later because they can't use it in the beginning because the, these ships are going to just their own ships will be shredded fast, you know? Yeah, exactly. And what's really cool is uh, Merrick Steele uh, just being able to use discipline to get that barrel roll um, or a, a target lock onto a priority ship after either Juno or Vermeule dies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's actually a really good um, a good combo there to, to really drive through. And since they're all shooting at I-5, if Juno goes down, Juno still gets to shoot. And then you can still ruthless Juno if you need to after it's destroyed. Um, to to just add on, you know, pile on there, and uh, yeah, so great, guys. Yeah, how about what... a about a Merrick Steele's uh, appearance, man? That, yeah, when's the last time you've seen him do anything? How about a Merrick Steele without marksmanship appearance? <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's for crazy real. to me. I mean, you're you're depending on on the ATC to generate that crit for you, but man, yeah, Merrick Steele without marksmanship—that's that's unreal. What I've seen, real quick. Uh... I played someone over in, in New York. He had Juno with, uh, maybe it was FCS, but he had Juno with the passive sensors. And I don't know if you've run into, oh, JJ's run into that. Yeah, that's not nice because all of yeah. a sudden he can boost. Uh, was Black it boost? boost. Yeah. Black boost, yep. Oh, man, that sucks. <laughs> like, then he it's gets really bullseye. good. Oof. Lethal. It's good. I like it. All right. So my pick for the last one is Alex Farley. And it's because it's got Hondo in it. And I'm excited to see Hondo in Top Cut. I'm very excited. That is my uh, favorite fire spray ever um, right now. And I don't know why they gave Hondo in a night fire spray. But we have Hondo with Savage Press, Thermals, Marauder, VTG, Boba Fett with Fearless, Proton Bombs, Contraband Cybernetics, Slave One, Ahsoka crew and veteran tail gunner, and then Kanan with Maul. And I'm telling you, like, I everybody knows the Kanan Maul Boba Fett deal. I got it, get it good. This is weird seeing this new slave one, but I do understand why they use it. Um, it does work really well with Django if you remember your triggers. Um, so I will say it works very well with Django more times than you can imagine. Um, to be honest with you, but just the Hondo. I just love it. Like, I just love it. You can coordinate. Like, so now you don't have to take the the focus rotate with with Kanan. You can Hondo. You can do your coordinate. You're going to get your calculate. You've got a force. So essentially, you've got two calculates on you at all times. One of the two ships gets to coordinate. 
you can now do like a boost maneuver. You could do the rotate maneuver. You could do all sorts of weird stuff with Kanan that you can't, you could not do before. And it's all at the I one. So you could stick your Hondo right in the mix and say, screw you all. Um, I love it. I think it's very, um, very ballsy to take Hondo in this environment. Um, because you got to coordinate somebody else too. So, yeah, hopefully um, a stress ship, right? Hopefully a stress ship, which in fairness, you are moving at I-1, right? So what's the probability that there's going to be another stress ship? It's pretty high, right? It doesn't matter, Hondo, unless you do the action even while you're stressed. But they can't do the linked actions, though, oh, no, right? right. So, yeah. so he can do, they still can take the action, but at least it's not the linked action stuff that you get with the other Hondo. So... Also, if you're really trying to disrespect someone, you can coordinate Kane and a reinforce if you really, really wanted to. Yep. Oh, that's gross. That is so <laughs> gross. Oh, man. All I know Kane is that... has a I reinforce? Do... No, Hondo does. does. Hondo oh, does. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. This is on Hondo's action bar is the, the coordinate itself. So Yeah. I wish they had streamed one of these games. Um... I'll be honest. Oh, I really yeah. wish that this this was on stream. Well, I, I was going to ask you guys. I was going to say, did you any of you have flown? Have you flown Honda yet? Because I've I've been I, I'm like, oh no, you know, I'm not going to bother. But uh, I haven't even flown against them, so now I'm super curious. I was going to have any of you any experience? No, not yet. Yeah, I flew them a couple of times. I like them. Um, I don't know. It, Scum just is a really hard faction if you're not going to fly Boba. That, that the problem is is you're giving Boba up. But like I flew on Hondo and Gamut and Mando and somebody else. I don't remember. Maybe it was Risu or something, mm -hmm. something dumb with it. And yeah, it's yeah. decent. It's not bad. Um, it's just it's really hard to giving up Boba in that faction, you know? Except here. <laughs> I was actually yeah, exactly. So so Hondo had come out uh right after um the time where I had just went like a full like half year uh just playing double fire sprays i tested it again for something very similar with that uh, that tanner was talking about uh with having um hondo a yv and uh two two hawks the, the 3.1s uh just for the extra actions um it uh it definitely is nice at getting in the way and providing those extra actions uh but i it, it does require a lot of extra help to to make him effective um at the end of the day he can get initiative killed uh really quick if he's focus fired so it's um it's it's a fun mechanic if you have the right squad to go around hondo to really boost up his ability kane probably helped him a lot in this uh top 16. oh yeah mm -hmm. all right let's move on to interesting lists we're gonna cover them rather quickly uh because i don't I really wanted to cover the LCQ, but we did not get to cover that. We, I don't know. We had 10 minutes left, and I want to be done before 11 o'clock tonight. Uh, so, Chris, you can cover the first. The, the list you submitted was from Ryan Farmer. Uh, if you can quickly read that list down, and then we'll talk about it and move on from there. Sure. Uh, it's from Ryan Farmer. No one's ever heard of this guy at all. <laughs> Good guy, of course. He has Tycho with Crack Shot, Composure, HLC, Concussion Missiles, KO uh, with crack shot and concussion missiles. Porkins, who everyone loves. I, and if I'm Fly Rebels, I got to start flying them. 
and uh, the boy Porkins. And then Ezra, who I find is an interesting pick in the TIE Fighter with K2SO. And um, he could give out uh, calculates in the system phase. Number one, number two, Ezra has a force. So if you're trying to shoot him, he'll have a force. He'll probably evade, be a little harder to kill. And then Luke doing Luke stuff, extreme maneuvers, which I found interesting. I found I was like, this is a cool list. It's not, uh, I've been waiting to see Republic and Rebels come up with some type of salad list that that works. And I'm glad that he came up with the with this list that works. Luke is a linchpin of 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 the Rebels, and uh, you have a lot of uh, a lot of hitting power there, but also maneuverability. I like it. And choppers on Luke too. This is a crazy list. God bless. Yeah, I do like this list. He went three and two, so it was pretty. I think this was <clears throat> this was pretty uh, a pretty good showing mm-hmm. uh, for somebody that doesn't fly all the time. And I, I love Keo. I think Keo. I, I do not. I'm not sold on the crack shot concussion missile, but um, I do like Keo, and I think Keo is maybe not an S tier ship, but I think is pretty close uh, to that. So, you know, like, I don't know, maybe we'll do that next week. We'll talk about ships next week. Yeah, and the the last note on Ezra as well is just the, the lot of things that people miss is that K2SO provides a white jam. So Ezra acts like a yep. reaper in this list, uh, just being able to give that extra calculate and then going in and jamming and still having the force to mod. Um, it is a, a really versatile ship for three points, and that's we, we honestly don't see too much in the, the rubbles right now. Yeah. Good to see him. So the next one is by Pride Botnam. This is a scum and villainy list. I had to put this in here because it has fucking Cavill. We have Cavill. Cavill with cutthroat ion <laughs> cannon turret, watchful astromech, thermals, FTC, and delayed fuses. Then we have tell. We have tell. We have tell not. <laughs> tell. I don't. Tell with cutthroat sync laser cannon, quail, overtune modulators, and tactical scrambler. Then we have Paylob with cutthroat Lando, proton bombs, moldy crow, and Kanan with Maul. I've never seen this list. All I know is that I cannot believe Cavill went three and two on on one of the days. And and this like I don't know where the fuck Zach is tonight, but Zach, you must put this on the table because. He's running a six-point jump master, a five-point hawk, and a five-point cavil. I I don't know. I I'll be perfectly honest with you. I do not know how this list works at all. But I'm down for whatever this is. Whatever this is, I'm here for it. I think it's great. It's a token stealer. It takes away one of your attack mods if you think you're killing or 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 got to kill Tell. Doesn't kill uh like can't you do an action and take away a bunch of cards? You or can, something, right? Yeah. So that it's a it's a mean it's a it's the essence of scum. That's a great pick. It has a good pilot, <laughs> but also people are really bad against Paylob. I flew Paylob all the time, and people are very bad against Paylob and bombs. And Telter Ruler is actually pretty nasty for specifically just chance encounter because it is not worth going after him for the entire points because once you kill him you have to kill him again yep you don't get the point you don't get full kill points you only get half right it's only three points 
and then just have um have him come back and do queel and just get those crits to repair all those damages oh my god but thank god this thing doesn't have a whole upgrade anymore Golly. i was playing zach i was playing zach and he was running teltravura with queel and he healed like four damage or something absurd maybe five damage off of it because he just kept rolling crits he just he mm-hmm. rolled three crits in one roll with queel <laughs> And healed it all back. It's really funny. That is awful. So, um, so yeah. Hopefully, Zach, you see this and you run this list. You could probably change out Cavill for whoever you want. I don't. Again, I. Whatever. Hey, this list was three and two. So I mean, it it has some legs to it. It has Manoroo some legs. Five points. You can run Manaru instead of Cavill. Everyone has two jump masters, anyways. Two big ships though have a problem going right. <laughs> How many world yep. championships did Double Jump Masters win? I don't know. That was before Touché. my time, baby. Touché. Me too. <laughs> All right, so so I'm gonna I'm gonna call in Alex. Next. You're gonna read Big Stella's list. Oh man. Okay. So, so you got Anakin <laughs> in the Y wing. What did this go? Is this three two? This, this, this three positive? two. I only picked three two lists. So Good I want them. you. You have to run this too. I, the, the I want to see you run. Okay, this. so it's Anakin in the Y wing. With Saint Council, Instinctive Aim, which is negative energy, uh, Proton Torpedoes, Weapon System Officer, and R4. And I'm not sure if anything else has passed or got a little bit cut off. It's uh, got Oddball in the Y-Wing with Proton Torpedoes, Synchronized Council, R4P, Tierfon. Matchstick, because this person actually bought three Y-Wings. I don't think um, With Proton Torpedoes, Saint Council, R4, Dorsal, Tierfon, Belly Run, and then not SOC Wolf, <laughs> just Ahsoka. Ahsoka. <laughs> um, and yeah, they went they uh, three and two, I guess. Beefy. I mean, I, I have done something like with Weapon System Officer and Synchronized Council, which is actually pretty cool to shoot the proton torpedoes, get the target, like you know, spend the target lock, get it back, and then pass it off with Synchronized Council. Uh, we have spoken before about how Oddball's really good at generating his own stuff for Saint Council. You just bump into someone, take the red focus, get a target lock on someone. And then I don't know why anyone would bring five-point matchstick. I don't know. Uh, That's why yeah, I put this list in here. I want to know. Simple. I don't understand it. So simple, right? So Ahsoka Tano on Wolf. That's that's the reason why, right? So if you're if you're busy with Annie and Oddball getting their target locks on here, Matchstick gets rerolls for every red token that's on him. So he moves, triggers Wolf's Ahsoka Tano, gets a red focus. He automatically there gets double mods there, and then once Anakin and Oddball are done with their shots, they can pass off that target lock to Matchstick, who can now shoot their proton torpedo. And have the reroll from the stress, and have a focus, and then uh, instinctive or um, sync consulate back to Anakin, rinse and repeat. You have triple modded shots across the board. Easy. Can I can I ask a quick question? Could you instead of bringing Wolf, could you just not bring a five point lat and put Ahsoka on that? And, and then you get better, yeah. and you get rerolls with it. I, you I don't need know. to spend your target lock for synchronized council. That's true. I'm yeah, just so. asking. Know who can take synchronized council? A five point Obi Wan in CLT. If you really want to go that route too, <laughs> just just throw that I, out there. There's how about a lot this? Of really, Alex, good five point Republic. This went three and two. Your mm-hmm. goal is to play this until and I I I I don't know. I just I couldn't believe when I saw this. I couldn't believe I saw three Y wings. The only other time 
was Crossroads. I don't know. I can't remember. Did you go to Crossroads last year? But Crossroads yeah, had yeah. that one dude that had like four Y wings or whatever that made cut and that like went topped. Like, yeah. this is reminiscent of that. That's what I feel. <laughs> yep. I mean, this is a list someone brought to a tournament and went more than 3-2. 50%. Yep. Yep. It would, it would, he, they did good. They did good, baby. I like it. I love it. Maybe people are just really confused about what synchronized council does. I guess. <laughs> I think Proto- I think this is the Republic Alpha Strike version. I think this is like the beginning of an Alpha Strike like Republic list. That's what I'm saying. I'm here for it. JJ. Jokas has the other Republic list that is a six ship Republic list. Why don't you read it down and then we'll move on. Yeah, so this one here, we got Kickback, the Siege of Coruscant version, Contrail, uh, also Siege of Coruscant, Click, Siege of Coruscant, Wolf, Siege of Coruscant, Jag, and then Stub, which Shield upgrades around off the list. Uh, this uh, this can cover a lot of board, and uh, you you just get mods everywhere uh, with this list. It's, it's really nice. Yeah, actually, I, I do like that list for, for a six-ship uh, Republic list. It kind of has less offense than I would like, but it's made up for it's a pain in the ass to take out all those ships. It's a lot of beef yeah. you have to go through, and then all the uh, focus and evade passing with uh, Born for this abilities. Yeah, I think it's cool. I like it. Um, I was very surprised the six-ship Republic list did that well, but I guess with the whole Born for this thing, it makes it really well. So much uh, synergy with Republic was I can't keep track of them. I, I get the target lock here, and then I got the born for this, but then I'm going to pass a focus token. I go just for me, I go, well, What ship is do I have to kill? And all right, he's worth more points. I'm going to go for him. I, I can't keep track. You know what I hate is it, it's turning into rubble. That's what this is doing. Screw born for this. We should get rid of it. All right. Last list of Sailor Joe. We won't spend a lot of time on this. It's the six point Dooku Dirge with. HLC and Ion Cannon, Grievous standard loadout, and then the five point Tri Fighter. I will say I played this. Uh, I pl- I've never played that list, and I played it against Pim on stream. Um, and surprisingly enough, this list hits. Holy crap! Um, I am not a hundred percent sold on it. Um, that five point Tri Fighter could be a bomber and a droid called iron assembler, but I don't know. Like the tri fighter never outmaneuvered anybody, but it never died. I'll tell you that it never once died. It's like thin, but for five points. So what I'm saying is maybe they should lower that to three points so that separatists can have a fin that's worth three points. So I can do other <laughs> crazy Whatever, shit. Dude. <laughs> he sounds like me with first order. I love it. <laughs> Just make every CIS ship one point. After yeah, one point. Well, that'd be even better. Yeah, give me give me Django at five points. There we go. That's not even the problem. <laughs> I played a similar. I played Heaver at Pax, and he played almost the same list except be a slightly different dirge. And you're right, man. It's it sneaks up on you, and if you're a good flyer like he is, you can move dirge to do what you want and get those cannons off. Uh, and uh, I wasn't expecting that stupid little tri fighter all of a sudden start re rolling everything imaginable and have 7,000 tokens on it, but it's it's pretty good. It does, it's yeah. really, really good. So I played San Zuzuki, was running this list when I played him, and uh, I mean, that game was tragic for him. They he, he blew Dirge's charge in the first engagement because he put him on a rock, but 
you, you can see like there's some interesting potential in here. That poor Tri Fighter though, uh, I shot him with an ion torp. He was ionized. He flew into Dooku because that was who was in front of him. He had no choice about that. So he took one one damage from the ion torp, one damage from flying the Dooku, and then I dropped a bomb on him. So yeah. I don't I'm just, think you like them. I've only shot that tri fighter once, so I can't tell you how well it is at uh, living. Yeah, my game against Pim, that tri fighter lived forever and collected like three objectives for me, but it did like almost no shooting. I, I don't know. So I, I'm torn. I don't know if I feel the five point tri fighter is worth the value, but um, that Paul Heaver has had very good success uh, with it. Um, but I don't know. I think I feel that the three bombardment drones. Dooku and Grieve or Dirt sounds like a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I don't know. I don't feel like that that list is gonna work, but we'll see. We'll see going forward. I might pack it up and play it at my locals tomorrow just for the hell of it, just to piss somebody off to run two cloaked ships along Do the it. board for three gain. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap it up. We're not going to go over the LCQ tonight. We will save that for next week. I apologize. I really wanted to get through it, um, but there's nothing like super unique in it, um, to be honest with you. So um, we're not going to go. We're not going to spend any more time. We're already five minutes over because of JJ. We're going to blame JJ. It's all JJ's fault. Um, So we're going to go. We already five minutes over, so I don't want to go into the LCQ tonight. But I do want to thank Alex and Chris uh, both for joining us. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to have you on and you guys if you want to each plug your show real quick before we end that'd be amazing um we, we're uh bespin bench warmers uh we're we record eventually we try to be like every couple weeks or so i think actually we're planning on doing it tomorrow after everything is all finalized and everything but yeah we're we're okay at this game hence hence you know bench warmers we're not we're not the all stars. We're a good, solid sixth man. <laughs> it's it's the beard. It's the beard. Yeah, also, that's we have the best beards in X Wing. So there's that. Except for me, I have a pretty damn good beard. I'm just saying. Same here. This is why. Oh wait, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, you don't. You don't have uh, a beard, Chris. <laughs> don't, don't, yeah, I don't even want to hear. You and JJ are in the same in the same group. You, you, that, you, that's y'all beard. don't got beards. JJ, that's <laughs> I, I that took JJ and... like five months to grow what he's got on his. And face. even then, it was like barely longer than this. <laughs> <laughs> uh yet another X-Wing podcast. Yaxp, yay, Y A X P uh releases every Wednesday unless we get held back with real life stuff, then it's probably Thursday mornings. But uh we we keep it real, we talk, we laugh, we cry, we hug. It's all there every Wednesday. It's on Apple uh, Apple Podcasts and also Spotify. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for joining us and thank you to JJ for joining from his hotel uh, tonight. I'm sure uh, your wife appreciates you leaving the room so she can sleep instead of listening oh, yes. to you bitch about Dooku. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, with that being said, we will be back next week, Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern with another amazing show. We are going to be, uh, I don't think there's any more tournaments, so we were going to be going back to our list archetype discussion with part number two. If you missed part number one, you can check it out here on Twitch or on YouTube. Eventually, I will have them all parceled up to be individualized um, in our Academy 101 segment. So we will be doing more list archetype discussion next week, and we will be covering 
some of the um some of the different basics for each of the archetypes and how they work with the scenarios. If you like us, hit us on the subscribe button, hit us on the follow button. You can find us on Twitch, YouTube, uh, everywhere, everywhere you can find a bloody podcast. You can find us. And uh, like I said, we're, we're here every week as well. If you're playing Kyber cup and I know this is late in the game, but if you're playing Kyber cup, please post your games in the stream so that people like me can pick them up and stream them because I get bored, especially between seven and 10 o'clock at night. And I have nothing better to do with my time, but stream X-Wing games. It seems. So if you would like your game stream, please put it in that, in that spreadsheet so that uh, me and, and Greg and some of the other uh, podcasters can actually find some games to stream because I would like to be streaming at least on Wednesdays every week, if not Wednesdays and Fridays. So with that being said, thank you all. Have a good night, and we will see you next week or earlier if we can pick up a couple of XCC <laughs> games. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you. See you, everybody. <laughs>